Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Howdy, hi! Welcome again to Arcade Attack. Woo. I'm Rob, and with me, Keith. Hi, everybody. Dylan. Hello. And Adrian. Oh, I've calmed down a bit now, guys. It's all right. I'm in a good place again. Yeah, last week we uh, had a bit of a controversial episode. Um, we discussed <laughs> discussed electronic arts, old and new, and uh, how they <clears throat> would kind of uh, take over companies and uh, get rid of them. So, you know. Leaving off from that, we're going to do something completely unrelated, non-controversial. <laughs> Today we're going to be covering syndicates. That our old bullfrog you couldn't even have predicted that. You couldn't even have predicted that. And uh, also harking back to another controversy from uh, Arcade Attack days past. Uh, what, is, what theme or genre is syndicate in? Oh, I'll poop. It's that's a good question. Don't, don't ask this, this again. It is the archetypal cyberpunk game. Is, cyberpunk? Yeah. But that, is that a genre? What do you say, genre or type of game? That's the theme, the thematic theme. genre. Yeah, no, yeah, the theme is cyberpunk, yeah. The question is, is Cyberpunk 2077 a, a cyberpunk game? Uh, yes. <laughs> Just because it's called cyberpunk, Keith, no, does not make is. it cyberpunk. No, but it is. Yes, what is cyberpunk? <laughs> we can uh, take a kind of quick detour, uh, which I expect there's going to be many detours this episode. <laughs> it's breathtaking. It's, it's where you've got punks nice. who are a bit nice. cyber. I'm Nordic. sure you've defined it for us before, Rob. Yeah, basically, um, to kind of go back... There are many forerunners. The books of Philip K. Dick, mm. who did uh, obviously do Androids Game of Electric Sheep, one of the Blade Runner. Um, there are films, Metropolis and Jean-Luc Godard's Alphaville. Uh, the, basically, first t- the first uh, work of art to kind of th- ha- coin the term cyberpunk was a short story by someone called Bruce Bethke, published in 1983, where a bunch yeah. of children live in a futuristic technological society and a former group who rebel against their parents and the society in general. Yeah. Um, Those punks. Them punks. Them cyberpunks. <laughs> first, um, generally thought to be like the first iconic bit of cyberpunk, uh, the William Gibson's first book, Neuromancer, comes out in 1984. Bruce Bethke suggested that actually they, the people who are a fan of that shouldn't use the phrase cyberpunk. They should use the phrase... Future Neuromancer fans, Neuromantics, Neuromantics, Neuromantics. General characteristics of the genre: set on Earth in the near future, where a vast shadowy corporations rule everything, and where cyborg body modifications are ubiquitous. Main character is generally a loner, usually a detective, wears trench coats. Hmm. Everything happens at night. Uh, The internet, or some proto version of it, is around. It's always raining. Yes, it's quite. It's For raining. The love quite of often. God, it's always raining. <laughs> Virtual reality is uh, mainstream, and hackers are rebels. And there's always black ice and a bit of white noise knocking about. Black, you had to get that in, didn't I you? I did, didn't I? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, one of Adrian's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Adrian's <laughs> favorite games. One of Adrian's favorite games. Yeah, <laughs> that never got finished. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Cyberpunk. Sorry, Syndicate comes out in mid ninety three. Yep. is more or less the high wave of cyberpunk's mm-hmm. influence and in culture. Um, traditionally, well. Hollywood wouldn't start making proper cyberpunk films until two years later. The uh, summer of they cyber- missed the boat by two years. The mm. summer of cyberpunk, where you had Strange Days and uh, Johnny Mnemonic, both like Johnny pro- Mnemonic, mm. proper cyberpunk films. You can kind of see its influence in a lot of movies 
came out that year. Uh, the Net, Virtuosity, Hackers, they were Barb Wire, yeah. Tank Girl. You know, what are all these, what would you say all these films have in common? The internet. No. Mm. Some kind of netting. <laughs> um, <laughs> dystopian the, future. Yes, correct. But I mean, and the, the other thing they have in common is they all lost bundles of money. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> and too. most of them sucked. But, you know, like, they all lost huge amounts of money and, Cyberpunk was never really a, as big a thing in Hollywood again. You had some Philip mm. Dick adaptations been into that. Yeah, The Matrix. Good. Uh, but, you know, it was never really kind of a big thing again. This mm. was really like the point where Cyberpunk was a big thing mm. and the rest of uh, kind of the culture was, you know, going to take notice. Yeah, yeah. And now before we get on to Syndicate, um, I think we should talk about <laughs> Adrian. We Yeah, we... <laughs> Me and Rob, we, 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 we do get along. We had, we had a few sort of arguments didn't we, about the back of the box. But no, I like back of the box. Basically, <laughs> me and Adrian were texting back and forth and went up to this. And Adrian said, I'm going to do back of the box. And I said, great, I like back of the box. What I forgot to tell him was I actually have it at home, so I could have done back of the box too. <laughs> um, he didn't want to hurt my feelings. And then Adrian said that he'd come up with a jingle. And he said, quote, I challenge you to think of one also. Yeah. Oh my god, we're gonna have a jingle off, aren't we? <laughs> Literally the only reason I'm here today. <laughs> so Keith, you were 50-50, I, I was 50-50, but when I heard there was gonna be a jingle off, I was like, right, I'm there. <laughs> jingle all the way. Yeah, jingle all the way. Oh baby. man. So, before we get on to back of the box, Adrian, are we gonna hear your jingle? Oh, shall, shall I do it? Do yes. it. I've written down my lyrics. Wait, get it set up. Are you ready for this? Go on. Yeah. Okay. This, uh, I was I'm born ready. <laughs> Everybody. Mm, bring your boxes. Mm, everybody, turn them upside down. <laughs> Back of the box, all right. Oh my God, we're continuing. <laughs> exactly my thoughts. Proper sisters, everybody sing. We're gonna dissect the games by reading them. <laughs> I've got a question for you. Better answer now. <laughs> Am I the original box? Yeah. Am I providing a detailed analysis of the game? Yeah. Am I sealed? Yeah. Am I POW or NTSC? You better read the back of me now. Everybody. Yeah. Bring your boxes. Yeah. Everybody. Turn them upside down. Back of the box is back. All right. Thought provoking. Kind of strays from jingle into full on song territory, but <laughs> that was jingle. amazing. Yeah, uh, There's the lawyer of a certain band. Are kind of <laughs> <up our> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a very good original tune you came up with. <laughs> was, yeah, not really a jingle, truthfully. I need to get my breath back. It was yeah. worth it, though. <laughs> yeah, a high standard to yeah. go into. But I have also written a jingle. Here goes Rob. Here goes Rob. <laughs> Don't you wish that you could go back to a time before online? You discover games in shops and find info on the box design. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> if you want some information explaining what a game's about, you can look on the packaging before you take the cartridge out. Back of the box, back of the box. 
Back of the box, see what you got. Back of the box, see what you got. Back of the box, see what you got. That's very good. Uh, that's that's a great jingle, and that's original. That's, that's original, I have to say. Yes, completely original. <laughs> <laughs> no no band's lawyers need to get in touch with us over that one. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not back in next week's episode, I've, I've been lynched, you know. <laughs> If you're still with us, there is going to be a, a podcast about syndicate. Yes, we do. We, will we do soon. promise. We we do promise. <laughs> so, Aiden, you have the box. You have the back of the uh, Jaguar box syndicate, <laughs> and I have the box, back of the Mega Drive box. But I actually have something better than back of the box. Ooh, what? I have the manual. Oh, the extended the version. Oh, manual, manual jingle, please. Manual. Turn him upside down. <laughs> actually, that'd be really bad advice for a manual, wouldn't it? Yeah, you won't have to read it. <laughs> Yeah, um, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to do the back of the boxes or do you want to do the full manual explanation of whichever, man? The concept? You guys haven't rehearsed this, so I'm hoping there's some kind of similarities between the well, three, but. Should I, well, should I do the sin, uh, the Jaguar compare one? The back, compare the backs of the boxes. I'd be interested to see if they're All right. the same. My one has, uh, basically it in seven different languages. That's to be quite short then. Go Just on. English, please. <laughs> Yeah? Adrian, go. Right, let's go. So Jaguar, the Jaguar version. Jaguar box. Syndicate says here, Out here, it's you or them. A rival syndicate has gained full control of the population via a mind-altering technology drug known as CHIP. You are an ambitious executive in the syndicate, handpicked to lead a team of CHIP-induced cyborg mercenaries on a quest to infiltrate and seize opposing syndicate territories. Your mission, assassinate, pillage... Destroy, do whatever it takes to bring down uh, competing agents before they unleash their bloody assault on you. The original award-winning PC Smash brought to life with 64-bit power even. Point-and-click interface puts you in the hunt immediately. More than 50 completely new missions. You've got a complete arsenal, including the infamous Persuadatron. Battle for supremacy in 50 different syndicate territories from Mongolia to California. Mm. See, I don't think that was very good. Partially because it was a Jaguar, but also because <laughs> it doesn't give you any info about what those things are. What's a Persuadaton? What's a chip? What, yeah. is, what is a syndicate? Whereas the manual... There we go. This, we go. this is actually really good, the Mega Drive manual. Welcome to Syndicate. For you, the future is now. After the collapse of the, in capital letters, New World Order, Crime Syndicate swept in to fill the power vacuum. They became the only effective world government, unelected, undemocratic, but controlling the lives of the people through fear. Their greatest weapon was the chip. Inserted in the neck, the chip altered and uses every perception of the outside world. Better than any drug, it gave hope to millions by numbing their senses to the misery and squalor around them. As a young syndicate executive, you're looking to make your mark. From a control platform high above the teeming city streets, you observe as your cyborg agents controlled by the chip, spread the shadow of your terror. Equipped with the latest in high-tech weaponry, their cyborg bodies souped up with extra-powerful limbs, your finger rests on the pulse of their every reaction. The chip controls API, adrenaline perception and intelligence levels. With these, you set the degree of an agent's operational independence during missions. There are over 50 named missions for you to complete. A syndicate executive must be a master of strategy, assessing a mission environment and planning agent moves. An executive must have the reflexes of a steroid-addicted sprinter and a remorseless lust for power to commit acts of gross violence but sleep soundly at night. 
Still think you've got what it takes to make it in the syndicate? Um, they're going for a bit as well, which, but that's good. Come on. That yeah, is, it good. is good. And it that's also good. harks to a point that I wasn't ever very good at syndicate <laughs> because I used to just go, attack! Attack on <laughs> more of you! Just yeah, but Rob, it didn't, it didn't mention Mongolia, did it, to be fair? Um, yeah, I want to go to Mongolia. <laughs> no, but it does kind of mention the map. Oh, yeah, and the next line is killer. It goes, the aim of the genre, sorry, the aim of the game is to spread the dark stain of your syndicate Ooh. across the surface of the entire globe. Ba, ba, ba. Basically, one of the few games around at the time where you played the villains. Yep, no, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, actually, interestingly, because Bullfrog did a few of those when you think about it, because I'm just thinking Dungeon Keeper, <clears throat> you're kind of playing the bad guy. You're controlling demons, aren't you? Yeah. How Monger? How Monger, yeah. yeah. Popul- no. you're kind no, of you're God, a good guy. You? You're a good guy. Theme Park, you, you try, it's mainly, you're ripping off your punters, yeah, you're aren't you? You're ripping off money, punters. So, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're clearly the bad guy <laughs> in Theme yeah, Park. Yeah, Theme Park was amoral, I'd say, rather than yeah. evil. But, um, yeah, <laughs> Bullfrog, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, like, to get onto the game itself, you have a series of missions in different parts of the planet, mostly centered on assassinations, recruitment of important targets, retrieval of important items, and general mayhem, which would cause each territory to come under the control of your syndicate. Now, there's a bit in between the main game where you kind of get to set research levels, uh, much like Theme Park, we'll get onto that mm-hmm. a bit later on. Uh, you basically, and you have to kind of cover every area of the globe, like Theme Park. Uh, obviously, you know, you'd kind of get these things carried over, but you have to kind of put money into research, and then hopefully you kind of get better body parts for your cyborg. And um, weapons and stuff, don't you? Yeah, and weapons. Yeah. Like, uh, what you're saying is that Syndicate is like theme park, but with murdering. A little bit, yeah. I mean, like, you have a limited amount of money you can boost by taxing the regions you control. And, yeah, you channel that money into research, like, you know, uh, going to the body parts... Better eyes mean your cyborgs can aim better. Better legs yeah. make them faster. Better chest makes them more resilient to gunfire, etc., etc. Um, you know, uh, weapons, you get pistols at the start, through to Uzis and shotguns, and eventually flamethrowers, miniguns, oh, yeah. and a gauss gun. Oh, the gauss gun. Oh, man, love Syndicate. Love that gauss gun. <laughs> Basically, yeah, uh, the main, main gameplay, isometric view. Yeah. Uh, you're in, like, these futuristic environments. You control uh, one to four kind of different cyborgs. That, uh, you know, shoot people, use the Persuadatron to hypnotize them <laughs> so they follow you around. Love it. And, uh, yeah, you uh, get, <clears throat> can get in future cars and drive around so you can get around levels faster, run people over. And uh, you come across resistance in the form of either local police forces or enemy cyborgs. Oh, man, I used to play this game so much on the Amiga. It was, it was so good. Oh, man. I mean, like, we kind of got, uh, went into the history of Bullfrog a bit when we did the theme park episode, but... At this point in 1993, uh, Bullfrog had been a bit, bit of a lull at this point. The last game, Populous 2, had come out two years before. Mm-hmm. Hadn't really done anything in between. Uh, 1994 had come up. They'd have actually a few games come out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then, including Theme Park uh, and Magic Carpet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. High, High Octane came quite soon. And then Theme Hospital. They had a big few hitters, didn't they? You, oh, yeah. Not just after this. Yeah, they're really getting to their stride. Like, oh, yeah. I think this is kind of the beginning of the uh, second wave of stuff mm-hmm. after Populous Powermonger. Pete Molyneux was producer on this. Uh, Sean Cooper was designer programmer. He'd done work, design work on Populous 2, programming on Powermonger and a game called Flood. We'd gone to do Magic Carpet. Um, not really a lot. I couldn't really find that much in terms of the development of this game, but um, I believe uh, another kind of guy who worked on it was a man called Mark Webley, who... Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I haven't done it yet, but he's agreed to do a podcast. He has. He has agreed to appear on He was, I think... I don't think he... I know he was, he's mainly involved in Theme Park and Me Hospital. He was involved in Syndicate. He was like a 
exec producer. I think he worked on one of the ports of the game. It, you know, but he went on to Dungeon Keeper and um, Black and White. He's a big name, and he, he's I think he co-founded Lionheart Studios. Um, Peter Molyneux, oh, yeah. they're good good buddies. So looking forward to that. So mm. hopefully soon you get a nice. Mark it's a little bit interview. of a preview for the guys yeah. who are listening there. A preview. Yeah, so like, uh, Sneaker came out first on the Amiga PC. It was one of those, like, kind of computer first games as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of console first. Uh, it completely lends itself to mouse, to the mouse control, doesn't it, really? Yeah, like, uh, came out on Amiga PC June 93. Uh, it was meant to come out in the 16 bits, pretty around autumn 94, but that got kind of put back for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Came out January 95. Uh, really? Ca- that late? I, I didn't realize it was, it was that earlier late. than that, but oh. yeah, Jan 95. Uh, I looked this up, like, um, wow, came out so. January 95 with a kind of like keyed down graphics. Uh, it was less complex. Graphically and uh, yeah. less colourful than obviously the computer versions, mm. and then later in '95 you had the uh, like kind of later, um, I guess kind of machines, Mega CD, Fidio, Amiga CD32. I don't think came out in any other important <laughs> consoles. <laughs> yeah, the Jaguar. Jaguar. Um, Rob, I read somewhere. I'm not. I don't know if it's completely true or not, and I can obviously ask Mark. But I was wondering if you could help me out. I heard the best version of the original Syndicate is actually the DOS version. The actual, comp- not Amiga, the one made for the PC, is that correct? Um, it's generally regarded as the best, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, obviously it's a very kind of mouse-themed game. How it would kind of work is you would kind of like click on a bit for your, them to go, and then you'd use the mouse uh, kind of like to manually aim mm-hmm. with the right-click button to shoot. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's still kind of regarded as the original, as the, kind of the best version. Yeah. PC, I guess, was slightly better than uh, the Amiga. Yeah, and like it was only slightly. I mean, they were they were pretty much. Oh, don't get me wrong. Shoulder to shoulder, then. Yeah, the, well, the Amiga was brilliant, wasn't it? Mm. I, I mean, like the advanced kind of ones in terms of graphics and sound, pretty much a direct kind of conversion. Mm-hmm. They were kind of very advanced, and the Jaguar had a particular version that was not on any of the other um, versions. Do you know what that is, Adrian? It's fifty new missions. Yeah, how fifteen new missions? I think it said it, it completely original missions. Am I? That's what it said in the box, at least. Well, it had the original had fifteen missions. Yeah. It? Okay, go on then. Spit it out then, Rob. Um, it had a zoom version, oh. so you could basically zoom in, alter close up, or kind of zoom out. Because oh. like one of the kind of things with Cynic is you can you only really had a limited view. True. Yeah. Of course, the problem with the, ja- the Jaguar zoom version is everyone hated it. <laughs> <laughs> if you zoomed in, then it would get everything would get really pixely and you couldn't see what was going on. Yeah. But if you zoomed out, everything would be tiny, super small, and you still couldn't see what was going on. <laughs> well, you, you, they're just trying to they're trying to please too many people, and that's the problem with Jaguar. They, yeah, they tried too hard, if anything. Did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in terms of um, contemporary reviews, anyone have oh. any idea about this? And want to take a guess? I know that. Um, it was a groundbreaking game, and I know it got a lot of good reviews, but it did get a lot of negative media attention, didn't it? And I, did that trickle down a little bit to the reviews? No, uh, reviewers, uh, magazine reviewers, especially at that point, pretty much the target market for this kind of thing, like violent games based around, you know, yeah, like yeah. Cyberpunk Shadow oh, yeah. Syndicate kind of, kind of thing. Uh, internet sources are actually pretty vague on this, but that's okay because I remember what reviews it got. Good memory. Uh, it was widely praised, pretty much 85 to 93% got everywhere. I found the CVG uh, reviews online. They've actually got like uh, kind of PDF prints. Uh, They gave the Mega Drive Snares 90% and Jaguar 91%. There you go. Also, uh, they'd given the Amiga version 91% as well. So pretty much dead center, early 90s, late 80s. Yeah. Fair. Love it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you're right. It was all seen as very violent. But um, it didn't... I don't think it really had a big uh, impact when it hit the consoles because by that point... 
doing Mortal Kombat <laughs> where they'd yeah. open the floodgates and, and that kind of thing. Cannon as well would have been out by there, wouldn't yeah, it? Cannon. That kind of took most of the flack, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was more in terms of subject matter. In terms of like blood yeah, and right. gore mm. and like amorality, I True think that. Doom and Mortal Kombat, especially Mortal Kombat, were way ahead there. Like, and, you know, going on to the gameplay, I'm guessing we've all played it in some way, shape or form. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I played it on Mega Drive years, years and years ago. Yeah. yeah, that was my game as well. What did yeah. you think of it? Wait a minute, let's go... F- Anyone play the Amiga PC version? No, I never played the PC no, version. No, but I do have a story about the Amiga version. Oh, go for it. So the first time I ever walked into a room with an Amiga in it, it had Syndicate running on it. Oh, really? So one of my friends from my old, old primary school... Um, Name check. I'm at Somesh. I love how I'm we like, always have to say the names. Name even check. No, you don't. I don't, don't, even, even I don't know. know who most of these people are. I don't even know where he is in the world right now, but... Um, I saw him sort of years after I left that primary school in St. Peter's, etc. Uh, we went round, you know, just to hang out as mates. And I was looking, I was just, we just, we were just playing some other game or something. And I went, went and had a look at the, the computer and it looked like he was doing some kind of research. Like, there was something like, he was doing, it looks like, it looked like he was doing weapons research. And I'm thinking, <laughs> dude, should you be using that computer to like, be, <laughs> like researching weapons? That doesn't seem quite right. And he goes, no, it's syndicate. It's that if I just leave it on there, for ages, then I get all the best weapons in the game. Gauss gun. In the game. And then he quickly saved it and then just played me the intro. And I was like, what is yeah, this? This is amazing. I want it. <laughs> the intro's great. And it wasn't, it wasn't too long after that that I asked my, that I asked my parents for an Amiga. So it, it kind of, it kind of like, it, and after I saw the game running, I was like, this is, this is brilliant. This is I remember playing it and thinking, oh, it, it felt quite, not intelligent, but oh, this is quite, you know, adult. It's not a silly platforming game. You have to use your brain a bit and look, you're, you're playing as the bad guys. It was like, oh, look at me. Oh, look at me. I'm, I'm <laughs> the bad guy. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going flamethrower with some people. Loved right? it. And, and you're right, Dylan. I used to keep my Amiga on all night just to do the research. When the people used to run around on fire and uh, yeah, that was yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that was fun and like and like the gauss <laughs> and uh, the gauss gun. Which can anyone do the sound effect? Oh man, it's pretty much fifteen. It's like <laughs> like pew 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 gauss gun. Yeah, basically, like, the gauss gun would, like make people spontaneously combust. It was pretty cool, pew. right? Yeah, and the flamethrowers. I shouldn't say funny, but they just ran around in like headless chickens, going, "Ah, I'm on fire." Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. We've mentioned it twice now. It's so much fun. But yeah, Keith, your impressions of Syndicate? I, I liked it. Um, you know, I, I like that kind of cyberpunk stuff. Um, it was a very cool game. The thing that stuck in my head was how just how ruthless you could be. Because um, am word. I right in remembering? Could you um, could you blow yourself up? Could you blow up one of the cyborgs on purpose? Yeah. yeah, you could kill you. Uh, yeah, so, so you could essentially, because I think it was one of the assassination missions or something, you could essentially do like a suicide bombing. And that's yes. pretty, yeah. I think you could. And that is. And I remember even then thinking, wow, that's that's pretty dark. A bit close to the bone. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. 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 Um, but it was, though, it was. And then they had the American mission pack or something, didn't they, for the yeah, Amiga? To kill the and that was even a bit more. American yeah. Revolt. The Ameri- that's it, American they really, Revolt. And yeah. it was that. And, uh, <laughs> I just had to have them. I just mm. had to have them. And I was really surprised at how well the, the Mega Drive version played because I think maybe that year, 95 and 96, is when I acquired my Mega Drive mm. with said syndicate. And I wasn't expecting much from it, to be honest with you. Um, the screenshots on the, the back of the box don't really do it justice. <laughs> when it's actually, do you want the jingle again? Yeah. Is that yeah. 
everybody. No. <laughs> so, so it doesn't. And when it's running and it's actually pretty easy to control with the Mega Drive pad and it, you know, it's, I just, I just, Bullfrog, Bullfrog never ceased to amaze me back in them days. Love never it. Never ceased. Love Bullfrog. Never yeah, I, I liked it. Like, I'm just, I had big expectations. I don't know if I quite loved it that much, but I did like it. Having said that, in prep for this episode, I did go back and play it on the Retro Trio and, um, I watched the playthrough on the PC, and I've discovered something which I think barely anyone actually realized at the time. I don't think uh, many contemporary viewers did, and um, some, yeah, I realized something I hadn't kind of realized at the time either. Syndicate is not a very good game. Ooh. I don't. I, I know it's shocking. I don't think it's actually aged that well at all. Here it comes. Mm. We're like doing a podcast I don't like, about a game we don't even like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to. Well, I have to sort of agree with Rob a little bit because my I, I loved it in the, the Amiga time. It brought Brilliant memories. The amount of hours I've been to it was ridiculous. Um, and look, I'm not saying it's a fair reflection. The, the Jaguar version, I think, is not as good. But when I played it recently, the Jaguar, yeah, it, it's, it, and again, I think you're right about the zoom in, zoom out aspects. Come back to me now a bit. It's not brilliant. And I'm like, all these graphics are a bit, a bit rough around the red edges now. I played it the other day. <laughs> and you love it. <laughs> I played it and I kept on getting stuck. And, and I kept on accidentally assassinating people I should have persuaded <laughs> and things like this. It is flawed, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, pretty right, actually, because at the time, yeah. gaming had got so far, right? And the game's limitations weren't as obvious. Plus, Bustin, it was one of the first sort of real 3D games, wasn't it? Kind of yeah, isometric the iso- yeah. yeah, that was quite so cool. Move around, moving around an isometric plane. It looked pretty cool back then. Mm. So much was hidden. Yeah. This is what, this is the thing. When I tried to play Syndicate the other day, what really kind of hindered my my enjoyment of it was is that I forgot a lot of, that a lot of these targets are in buildings, yeah. and you can't see in buildings. So when you go in buildings, they, they don't they don't pop the roof off. I think they learnt from this you later can, on. Yeah, you can see your icon, can't you? You can it. see the icon, and you can just about the use well. the radar to kind of work out yeah. if your target is in the building with you. But it led to me, like I said, accidentally assassinating loads of people in like the first sort of ten missions or so. I just got so annoyed with it. I just got so frustrated with it. Yeah, I think all these things are all issues. For me, I think the big issue is the lack of variation. And I said there were 50 missions, but it feels like there's a million. And the gameplay for pretty much each area is largely the same. Everything pretty much looks the same in terms of, like, setup, what's mm-hmm. there, um, structure of the levels, whatever. There are only two different music tunes, themes in the entire game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, yeah, not really as much variation in the structure of the levels to make it stand out in the same way as, you know, say, cannon fodder. Cannon fodder mm-hmm. in terms of, like, what's there in each level, the way everything's spaced out feels pretty different, mm-hmm. depending where you go. Like, they're kind of the trees, there's water, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Syndicate, you're basically in a... Buildings. <laughs> yeah, it's buildings, urban environment, feel, every yeah. time. They're quite yeah. similar looking field games, aren't they, in a way? Yeah. Like, well, I think they came out around about the same time. Do you know what, though, Rob? One of the things I loved on the Amiga and uh, about Syndicate was the fact you can get into vehicles and drive them around. I thought that was brilliant. I, if, I if loved felt, the little cars. If, you yeah, zoom around in them, I loved it. It felt a little bit like Grand Theft, Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto, but obviously a bit way before that. But the fact you could just drive around and go, oh, look, I can do this and run this person over. Well, there are certainly similarities between the two mm. games. I mean, you have, like, in both games, you can wander about these kind of environments It was pretty freely. You have, like, innocent civilians who you can choose to kill or not kill, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, kind of a connect at and the side of the missions. Uh, the whole amorality thing, I think, you know, obviously... A, what it ended up being an influence on, I think, the GTA games. I was going to say, the other thing 
not a fan of it. So I don't think the research bits really add that much. It kind of feels like it's two different games that don't really necessarily fit together. A I mean, strategy, Rob. No. If you think about it, like either the either the research makes a big difference or doesn't in terms of what you decide to put in when. And if it does make a difference, you somehow have to guess what missions would be important further on to get the right things to get it right. Whether you put money in terms of weapons or body parts or whatever, you know, in which case it's pretty much crapshoot. Or you don't. Otherwise, what's the point? Like, I get the feeling it was yeah. probably more of a thing in the like kind of theme park. It was more of a thing in the PC games than it was in the consoles. What the research bit? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Mm. The thing, the thing, <laughs> the thing is, it, a lot of games have that have a kind of a shop in between mm-hmm. levels, right? Mm. So I'm thinking like Ghostbusters and things like that. It was just another way of trying to build that in. And give the player a bit of choice about weaponry, etc., etc., attributes, yada yada. But Syndicate, like you said, there's there's, there's 50, 50 levels essentially, right? I did do exactly what you said. So I uh, improved my agents in the wrong way, uh, and then started from scratch, and then just did it again. But and a lot of players did that. A lot of players did that. They didn't really mind. It wasn't. Yeah, there was a lot of guessing. But after a time, you get to know the missions, and yeah, there are only fifty. And I think I've got, I must have got, I've never completed it. I never completed it, but I did get really near the end of it. And I don't know, it was, back in those days, it was addictive. It was course, addictive. It? And we were slightly sadistic teenagers. Yeah. So it's like, uh, ah! <laughs> I, I agree. It's, it, and kind of perhaps that's what Robert was saying. It was, it was really good at the time, wasn't it? It felt right at the time. It felt really on point at the time. And that's why I think we've got fond memories of it. And I really mm. wish I didn't play it the other day because it just, yeah, it kind of, when you said you were planning this podcast, I was like, oh, I better brush up on the circuit. Yep. I think and I like wish the, I hadn't. Yeah, <laughs> like I the, do, yeah. The, the concept of the game is really its strongest point. I think the Southern concept is fantastic. Yeah. In terms of the idea, it did feel really individual at the time. I think both the gameplay mm-hmm. and, like, cause it, I, I'm pretty sure that game did come out before Cannon Fodder and the Amiga PC. It's probably close together on the consoles. Oh, but, yeah. But obviously at the very time close. it was very innovative, very, like, individual. I mean, there are other games that are kind of vaguely similar, but you kind of add the theme and the concept mm-hmm. together on that kind of stuff. It did feel really fresh at the time. Yeah, it was super fresh. Yeah. I think it... it w- <laughs> controversy for controversy's sake, or was that, you know, was that kind of violence needed... For that type of game, yeah, could but it they, wasn't. Could walk they around, have sidestepped it? Walk around, pick up groceries, and go to the supermarket. Some, no, no <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like, couldn't you just like shoot someone and they just kind of like flash a little bit and then? Well, I think some of the versions disappear. they got rid of blood, didn't they? I don't know if I was going to talk about that. Um, I wasn't going to talk about that, but I think it's the German versions. I think they removed blood. Or a lot of stuff was censored in Germany, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, it is. Yeah, I think I've got yeah. a couple. Yeah, a couple of trivia bits about it. Actually, I don't want to jump on. Uh, Rob's bandwagon. I know, be my guest. It was, I mean, I'm the only one of us who hasn't played it recently then, and so I think I probably won't bother. I probably probably won't bother because it it, it does really stand out in my, you know, the amount of Mega Drive games we played back in those days. Mm, You know, and there'll be loads that I haven't thought of since, but it did stand out and it stands out in my memory, I think, because at the time it was different and it was, I don't know, I don't want to say like cutting edge, but that kind of game on the Mega Drive as well was quite, Quite rare, wasn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I was so surprised they even ported it to the Mega Drive. I just couldn't mm. even believe that. Did that it come out on the SNES as well? Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, yeah oh. same time. The same same version of it, I think, was on the SNES. Oh, yeah. it's, some, it's some cool facts, guys. I think. Um, sorry, I was going to say uh, before you go into that, like the SNES apparently 
because I don't think any, any of us played the SNES version, but um, when you were kind of choosing your cyborgs, they had like uh, kind of like manga faces, like oh, different oh, colored wow. hair. Cool. All right, like, I'll and, have to check um, that out. Yeah, and like I don't think it's on the Mega Drive. The SNES no, version, they all have really brightly colored, Mega Drive, no. different hair cuts. Yeah. Did like, they all look the same? Colors. No, they like, look the same. Mega Drive was all red hair, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. All, they all look the same. Yeah, yeah, like SNES was like bright blue, bright pink, and so on. Using the SNES's extra palette there, yeah. I've got yeah. here, apparently in production, and uh, even some pre-release versions, there was going to have mothers with baby carriages, and, and even dogs in the game as well. Oh, but these cool. were removed. Yeah. And yeah, the German version, uh, the blood was removed completely. There you go. Um, oh yeah, we, sorry, the, the architecture in the game, aside from the more obvious cyberpunk influences, is also influenced by Surrey Research Park, where bullfrog offices were situated at the time. So you just wander around the, <laughs> the park and go, oh, let's use that pit in Syndicate. Oh, that person is, fi- is on fire over there. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's use that. Yeah. yeah. No mothers and babies, luckily, so we won't use them. No. That's what so do you thinking. think the Syndicate was a bit of a victim of technology at the time? It sort of, it, it was mm. a concept that the technology couldn't mm. quite um, do justice. Yes and no. I think, um, I think graphically it looks fine. Like, Mm. The issue is just the variation. I don't think maybe I think maybe it was less the technology, more. How would you? I've done, I was going to say more the development time. Like I don't think they already had the time to kind of put in fifty different unique levels and to kind of make it like that. And maybe you could argue the concept would demand to be truly cyberpunk. It would kind of demand that you don't do that. That everything is pretty samey. Mm. That conceptually the world needed to be like that kind of generic. Everywhere needed to look the same to be um, true or adher- adherent. The general mm. concept of a world where syndicates had taken over and everyone was mind controlled. When I played it back in the nineties, I never had that feeling of boredom mm. with the levels. I had the feeling of frustration that obviously yeah, I didn't progress my agents in the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never, I never saw that. So I just couldn't. I still can't think how they could have further. How would you vary some of those missions then? Because yeah, it's usually find this person, persuade this person, mm. or find these people, kill these people. What what else would you have brought to the table then? How how would it have how, what, 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 how would it have made it better for Rob? I don't think the missions are really the is- even so much the issue, but there needs to be more, more variations in how you complete the missions. Like right. say, kind of go on t- to some like I guess Jungle Strike. Mm. It's for me, like great example of this. There are missions where. Yeah, a lot of them are shooting things, but sometimes some missions you have to get into different vehicles to do it. Some things you have to rescue people and then do it. Yeah. Like, you know, it just feels like Syndicate, everything's, everything's very linear. Each, like, level has one mission you have to do. Yeah. So, there's no progression in terms of within the levels. Mm. A lot of the missions are the same as well, which doesn't really help. And the music, man. Music is not great, and there's only re- literally one theme tune, and then, like, there's da 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 and, like, there's an enemy <laughs> cyborg, and that's it. Nothing else. Mm. Fifty levels. Um, For fifty levels. Because yeah. I've been playing Commandos recently on the PC, which I don't know if you guys have played Commandos. It's uh, it's it's quite a similar sort of game. It's a stra- it yeah. looks like Syndicate. But with army dudes. Isn't with it? army yeah. dudes, it looks yeah. more like Cannon for the Tree. It's, it's World War Two sort of game. But oh my words, it is a puzzle game. It's a strategy game, and there are different ways to complete the mission. But it's not about all guns blazing. I think Syndicate, even though look, Commandos came out in the late nineties. This is a much earlier game. But it would have been quite good if you used, had to use your brain a bit more to solve certain missions. And, yeah, I agree. And, agree. And, and maybe each syndicate had slightly different powers or different, you know, just kind of steal things of commandos now a bit. But if one, one commando had this power, do you understand? Yeah. You know, I think that'd be pretty cool. 
all my agents were pretty much the same because I just like my my band of four, and I just like let's all give them this gun. And yeah, I suppose plan. no, you could you could mix and match a bit, couldn't you? But I'm yeah. just thinking, could one have slightly different you know skill set? Maybe I yeah. didn't have that depth of thought really at at, at that age. No, <laughs> yeah, I think another issue with the gameplay is there's n- there's no really it's not really any advantage of kind of splitting the group up. Like, you're basically strong with all four of you together and all sh- doing yeah, the same thing Yeah, because then the other shooting. guy will just get killed and you're like... Mm. Yeah, whereas, worry. like, if you had kind of a, an opportunity to maybe post one as a guard mm. and, like, guard, yeah. like, kind of the other ones and kind of two laying down suppressing fire or whatever while the fourth did something else. Um, but it was a different kind of strategy for each level. That would be... I think that would be a big improvement. Yeah. Sounds like Commandos. I know what I'm getting wrong for the game <laughs> that came four, four years later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, speaking of the aftermaths, um, Syndicate like did, was very successful at the time. It became mm-hmm. a series. We uh, mentioned earlier, yep. Syndicate American Revolt mm-hmm. yeah. came out later in 1993. 21 more missions. The plot is that you've taken over the entire world, mm. but uh, the Yanks are rebelling, so you have to put down that rebellion. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, just like we sh- just like we should have done 400 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, like, um, it's, I haven't played it. Has anyone played Syndicate Wars? So, I mean, Syndicate American Revolt, sorry. Well, I had it again. Um, I didn't get that far through it. <laughs> no. It was just a reskinning, wasn't it? It's just a reskinning of the, uh, of the original. It's, yeah. it's meant to be insanely hard. Like, yeah, I didn't get very far. Like, and the enemies are even more invisible than they were. Cause that was oh, another quite, like, a lot of invisible enemies in Syndicate, mm. where they'd be shooting at you, you couldn't actually see where they were. Mm, yeah, they'd true. mostly be in like a building with a roof on, and you're like, uh, where <laughs> do I shoot? Uh, what do I do? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But again, back in the day, playing it so much, you'd learn where they were. So you'd yeah, do you redo the mission and go, I'm going to bust into that building, shoot to the right, <laughs> they're dead. Whereas playing it the other day, I was like, oh, this is annoying, this is getting really annoying. But the American Revolt, I thought was a cool little skin. Like They had made everything look a bit more southern so everything was a bit more deserty and yeah I, it's a bit more syndicate let's yeah. be honest and but back then it was that's a good thing it's an easy sell i don't even how well did that sell though i don't think many people had that did they I don't no think i think it, it was just kind of like an add-on kind of yeah, thing like an, yeah. don't know if they really how many people bothered compiled sales figures for it uh there was wasn't a sequel till about three years later syndicate wars yeah i remember that again uh did you play that yeah i had it on the pc yeah i liked it i thought it was uh, it looked really classy the graphics were great it seemed quite a dark game. I don't even see if you played it, Rob, but it's quite a dark game. I think there's more vehicles involved. It was very similar, but just a bit more glossier. I think it it, it looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it came out PC in 1996 and the PlayStation in 97. Wow. It takes place about a century after the first game. You're still like the Europe uh, syndicate, whatever they're called. You're fighting a cult called the Church of the New Epoch, <laughs> which is short-circuiting people's chips to try and fight against syndicate control. So they can control people and ultimately take over the moon and kill everyone on the planet. Wow. Uh, Hooray. You, <laughs> you, so can, nice. uh, you can control people from either side, like Syndicate or the church. Uh, destroy any scenery, which you couldn't really do in the first game. That's pretty cool. And there's also, there was also a local area network multiplayer option. Yeah. And uh, one of the big changes, you can tilt the camera to change viewpoint when you go around things. Mm. Ah, so, guess, yeah, yeah improves yes. visibility. Yeah. Um, I spoke about this ages ago on the Duke Nukem pod, but when you could blow up walls in games, it blew my mind. It's like, oh my words, this solid in-game you know, wall is, it can now be pulverized and you can get through different ways. So, uh, yeah, I remember that's, that's a great little add-on I thought, actually. Yeah. Uh, mi- reviews tended to be mixed. Generally, when we say mixed reviews, it's euphemism for bad reviews. <laughs> yeah, but in this case, uh, they do seem to be genuinely mixed. Like, there's some mm-hmm. very high marks 
for, uh, particularly for the PC version, there were kind of a, bit, a few middling ones as well. PC versions regarded as being far better than the PlayStation. I think an ongoing issue with this game in terms of adaptations, the control system works much better with the mouse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. apparently, a big gripe of the Jaguar version was that the control system, the buttons didn't really translate. It was way too complex, apparently, on the Jaguar. Yeah. No, I didn't like that. I, you know, I probably gave it too soon, truth, in the Jaguar version, but I was like, oh, my words, this ain't the syndicate I remember. No. So, yeah, it's a bit yeah. sad, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think by this yeah. point, maybe uh, late 90s syndicate, that whole kind of dynamic was looking to be a bit old hat. They did bring it back for mm. a game in 2012. Yeah, I read about EA this. brought it back, uh, another game called Syndicate, made by... Oh, no, I'm already a bugbear. Why, why would you bring it back and just call it Syndicate? You called it Syndicate <laughs> 3. Um, <laughs> well, I think it was, made, it was meant to be at the same time as the original Syndicate, so if you had Syndicate Wars, it wouldn't make any sense for yeah, Syndicate 3 if you were going back a century. Anyway, Syndicate Part 2. Syndicate Second Blood. <laughs> yeah, last blood, you know, something like that. <laughs> also, Adrian, I, th- I think I have to disagree with you on this because they did change the dynamics of the game around completely. Yeah, but um, the same name. I never had a look at that. Tell no, me more. I've not seen it. it was made by a Swedish developer called Starbreeze Studios. I was not that that familiar with their stuff, no. but um, looking their their Wikipedia page, uh, they seem to have been in constant dire straits for years. <laughs> like just kind of con- uh, constant disarray. They were owned by EA. Um, took some like five years to make this game. Whoa! Um, they got Richard Morgan to write the script. Anyone know who Richard Morgan is, or what his most famous work is? He's a sci-fi writer. His most famous work being Altered Carbon. Oh, okay. Yeah, now uh, on Netflix yeah. show. Yeah, Altered Carbon. I haven't watched that yet. So he, he uh, wrote the script for the game. Uh, it's a first-person shooter, but you can also like hack into stuff and reprogram it while you're kind of doing it. Um, right. uh, fairly well reviewed, but uh, apart from people said the weak link, ironically, was the plot. No, that was uh, regarded as being too generic, like kind of sci-fi stuff. Mm. You're not like uh, this syndicate itself. You're like a one person who's like a cyborg who, um, I don't know. I tried reading the script; it looked very complicated and boring. So you're not you're not orchestrating four cyborgs. No, you're just one man. Or you're one just one cyborg. dude. No, you are like a cyborg who's like controlled by the syndicate. But there's some researcher as well, and it seemed really complex. I couldn't really work out whether. You were working on behalf of the syndicate or not, or whether you were rebelling, or maybe you're like the Bioforge dude, <laughs> and you just yeah. Bioforge, like, why am I here? <laughs> yeah, hit uh, people with limbs. We must be friends. <laughs> I will hit you with my limbs. <laughs> yep. Anyway, it was fairly well reviewed, but it sold poorly, and by sold poorly, I mean it really sold poorly for like an EA big wow. high profile EA PS3 game. PS3 game, you said. Uh, PC. Oh, PC. Yeah, you can afford it, right? 150,000 copies worldwide. Oof. <laughs> what? That's yeah. Terrible. In 2012. That's, that's yeah. bad. Ooh. 2012. It's not a lot at all. Uh, so, unsurprisingly, no sequel to Syndicate. Although, I don't know, it looked pretty good from the footage I saw online, but it didn't look massively different to a lot of other first-person shooters. Mm. It sounds a bit like, I know it's a different development team, Command & Conquer. They they actually went into a their the last game, or one of the last games in the series, was a first-person shooter, and it was like... Oh, really? It was mediocre. Yeah, yeah. I think... I can't remember the name of it now, but yeah, it was... Yeah, you think it was just a, like a bandwagon jump? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. first-person shooters is where the money is. Maybe, and, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a shame, but... Um, yeah. I'm feeling maybe an issue would be that there wasn't an effective multiplayer version. At least when uh-huh. I, was, I was kind of looking up the game, there didn't seem to me a multiplayer version, and I think in this day and age, 
you have to have an incredible plot or like kind of gameplay concept for non multiplayer first person shooter to work. Do you know yeah, what, Rob? I was right. reading actually that the, the original Syndicate was was supposed to have multiplayer originally, but they, they just, EA couldn't get it working, the servers working, so they had to. Uh, give up on that I suppose yeah, that, it would have been really difficult well, that would make sense because it's really difficult to kind of when you're the screen is only so big mm. and yeah. I guess why the Jaguar Zoom like option came in and so you can't really get that much space between multiplayers yeah. yeah I mean it may have worked if you kind of get two or four kind of players together but it would have been pretty frustrating if you can't actually go beyond one screen's worth Can you imagine ground that? Oh, yeah. It is the internet, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the last official Syndicate game. Although um, Mike Diskett, lead program grammar for Syndicate Wars, he really disliked the uh, 2012 Syndicate. Thought it was going against the ethos of what the game was. Mm, yeah, and he made a game called Satellite Rain 2015. Oh, I've seen screenshots of this, Rob. Uh, I've done a bit of res- it. Looks brilliant, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks good. <laughs> reviews? Reviews? I couldn't really find much in the way of uh, reviews. Um, uh, I, I was quite impressed personally. There you go. <laughs> it was pretty small scale. I looked at it. I did, it was it like didn't really look that. Yeah. That kind of, that I, isometric dark kind of thing. <laughs> isometric viewpoint. Just didn't look great to me. Well, well. Well, I thought it looked good. But it's there got you go. a 7 out of 10 on Steam. That's Whoa. not horrific. Eighty percent from PC Gamer and a Metacritic score of seventy-five percent. That's not bad. Satellite Rain, is it? Satellite yeah, Rain and R E I G N. Yeah, King's Rain, not Wet Satellite Rain. Satellite Rain. You know, I thought. I mean, I'm, yeah, maybe I'll try and get in contact with old, old Mikey boy. See if he's up for an interview. We'll yeah, see. why not? Um, is let's hope this uh, comes out after you do the Mark Rebley interview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will. I'm sure it will. We'll work yeah. it out. You can uh, tell them about your hatred for EA at the same time. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so uh, anyway, to sum up, um, obviously we've kind of spoken a bit about it now, but looking back, like, and kind of, I guess, looking afterward in terms of uh, Syndicate's legacy, what do we think Syndicate, where do we think Syndicate lies in terms of kind of classic games? What is this legacy going to be? Dylan. Oh, mm. uh, I think it's influential. I think it's influences undeniable i think with you know it it came there was a, a bit of a cyberpunk bandwagon on at the time but it was for me in, in my head back then the, the best one around then uh <clears throat> sorry it it could have been i mean i like the way that they didn't sort of dilute the violence mm. i thought that was even as a young teenage man i thought that was pretty cool pretty cool but it's just a shame because people aren't going to put it in the top best games. Or like It's not going to be in the top 50, top 20 best games ever. But it's definitely one of the most influential when you look at sort of the, that, that kind of impact it's had on, on games after it. So give it respect. Uh, if you want it to live nicely in your brain and your mm. memories, yes. don't, don't pick up an emulator and don't play it now. So that's what, that's what I'd say. Keith? I, I wonder if... You know, and we've spoken about remakes and stuff before, but a proper current gen remake of the original I'd game, love, where you know we use all the CCTV cameras. I'm thinking, I mean, like Watch Dogs kind of yeah. thing. Would, um, you, would you have it as like a third person thing, or on actually like a point and click thing? Or um, are you guys, I'm not sure. I'm not it's sure. difficult, but, but I think it's a kind of game. Like what was saying, the idea of it was better than the actual game back then. Yeah. So you could perhaps take that idea now with modern 
technology. I'd quite like to see that. And not in a kind of like that, the satellite rain, just it looks like a kind of a, an homage to yeah. the original. Uh, but in, in a proper sort of modern style, it could be good. I'd quite like a VR kind of version of it. I'd well, quite like yeah. to be like one of Go those ahead. agents on the ground. And then maybe yeah. you could flip up to be like a, like, to be like a kind of, a, like a control deck. So you could be agent on the ground and kind of like seeing like laser, like bullets and stuff like flying past your head and mm. people on fire and stuff and like being on the ground, like actually being immersed in it. And then you can just kind of snap back to the old school player and the actual guy who's orchestrating it. Yeah. You could have a bit like a control panel kind of thing and you can kind of move things around. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. You know. Well, I think looking forward, that's kind of the fancy as to what people think VR games hopefully be like mm. you're kind of this team of four of you you go around the city like you're kind yeah. of with like guns ever collect stuff and everything's super real yeah 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 that's yeah. basically like that's that, what yeah. i think you know s- that's what syndicate deserves i think mm. but I, I think it, it, in terms of influence aid mentioned like gta it oh, had a massive definite yeah. definite because they even said like gta was that kind of perspective was sort of taken from syndicate wars yeah so it might not have been mm. syndicate exactly that you know, had a direct influence on it, but Syndicate Wars definitely did. Mm. And look at the violence in Syndicate, and that definitely yeah. was translated to Grand Theft, the first Grand Theft Auto. And you know what? Do you know how that turned out? So, Adrian, um, yeah, for me, I think because I, I like Populous and Power Man, I thought they were good games, but it, it was the first uh, Bullfrog game that really enticed me, truthfully. And ever since then, I became a bullfrog ad- attic, a- addict, even. Um, <laughs> antica. And I got, got addicted actually. Every single sort of Fallout game I'd get, and it was. It, it, for me, they they always seem to improve or um, or try new things out. I always love Bullfrog actually trying new things out. So, is it Bullfrog's best game? Probably not. Um, but back then, like Dylan said, it was something about it that was so addictive. I put hours into it, and um, I, I kind of agree. We needed that kind of gratuity, I think, yeah. because we didn't. And I didn't have a lot of videos back then. There wasn't. I didn't have Sky TV. It was yeah, yeah. my my kind of reaching into that. You know kind of culture was through through games and syndicate really kind of 100% brought that kind of gore and that kind of dystopian future thing to the fore that, mm. that and dreamweb obviously <laughs> spoke dreamweb. Yeah. Um, so, you know so you know those kind of things really had a, it'd be a shame a in a way effect. wouldn't it if that new syndicate game is the final full stop in this in someone the series. has to make a vr syndicate yeah mm. it just has yeah. to happen at some point yeah i don't know like, i think for me i think syndicate regardless of how it plays now, deserves a lot of praise for, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure, I, ca- I looked this up, I couldn't see any forerunners, pretty sure Syndicate was the first explicitly cyberpunk game to, to be released. Really? Cyberpunk, yeah, was not a mainstream kind of thing by that point by any... Yeah, I suppose to Dreamers in like 4 and, and the other mm. ones... Yeah, I yeah it's, it's it wasn't really a big thing unless you want to count the original Blade Runner movie, which mm. kind of predates like Neuromancer, but it wasn't yeah. kind of like a mainstream kind of thing outside of literature, really, or even in literature, but outside of literature at all. Mm. I think sci- like the development syndicate, it deserves a lot of credit for the developers, um, not only kind of try- wanting to translate that into the frame of a game, but actually uh, making a kind of an effort to engage, even if it's in a linear way, engage with the ideas behind it. Mm. The fact that like Earth was kind of controlled by these like syndicates who were kind of controlling minds, uh, these massive corporations are kind of like superseding governments. Yeah, yeah. We have and actually running with it and doing like justice in terms of actually following through with the violence and like the amorality in a way that, you know, 
actually did make sense and actually kind of went for it. They tried to do it in a faithful way instead of just like taking the aesthetic and. Yeah, they yeah. actually like kind of t- took this adult concept and mm. actually ma- like made a game around it and actually made it feel very atmospheric toward that. Like I know I was moaning mm. about the music, but the music they do have is cool. Like it feels kind of like it really suits everything about like the graphics and like that kind of su- thing really suits the concept and the overall atmosphere. And I love that. The only thing I would say, um, in contrast to you guys, I don't think there should be another Syndicate game simply because I don't think the ethos of it would really work in this day and age. I don't think people are really that into the idea of like a big shadowy Syndicate kind of like controlling everything. This kind of like post-apocalypse thing where everyone's being mind-controlled. I don't, I think people are much more paranoid in general these days. People think, are past that. I think, pe- no, I think people are just more paranoid and I think they're more pessimistic about where the world is going. And I don't think it would be possible to really kind of go into that. To the same extent it may have been 25 years ago, it was thought of this kind of thing that was very hypothetical and far in the distance. I think maybe in terms it of... It feels a bit too possible now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it well, like, feels a bit too yeah. possible. I think it just resonates too much with that. Yeah, our more intrinsic fears today. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I just, I just think I don't see how it really work in the same way, but that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Hey, man, you know, let's... I'd love to see it. Hmm. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.